Time to talk a bit of cricket here on the program this afternoon. And here to help us do that is the co-host of the Cricket Unfiltered podcast, Andrew Menzel. Andrew, welcome back to the show. Hey, good afternoon, man. I'm feeling a little bit emotional today as we yes. approach the memorial service for Shane Warne. A very fitting tribute, no doubt. Uh, men is at the MCG. Uh, what are you expecting uh, from tonight? I'm sure there's going to be many great stories told. Yeah, look, I think it'll be an opportunity to sort of grieve as a nation and to pay tribute to one of the greatest athletes the country has ever seen. And I think it'll be quite sad. It's still sort of sinking in the fact that Shane Warne passed away. And I think tonight will make it very real. I guess that the public hasn't um, had a memorial service yet, but the, the family has. So I think there's going to be you know, quite a few um, you know, tears tonight from cricket fans right across the country. And this is going global, isn't it? They're, they're broadcasting this in India and England, I believe. Yeah, this is going to be a worldwide event, and I think we're going to have uh, spots, um, you know, people sending in messages from all corners of the world. People have flown in from all around the world, and it just sums up the effect he's had, a, a wide-ranging effect with many different people from many walks of life. Such a transcendent person and player, uh, one of the all-time greats of the game. Uh, and I believe the uh, Shane Warne stand is now pretty much official at the MCG. Yeah, I think they're going to unveil it tonight. We'll, so we'll actually see the Southern stand being changed to the Shane Warne mm. stand, and that's going to be just a very moving moment. I can imagine there was talk that they were going to call it the SK Warne stand, but I think the family asked for them to call it the Shane Warne stand, which is yeah. how... Um, he was referred to most of the time. So, yeah, that's going to be a, a really special occasion. Yeah, certainly will. And uh, uh, I'm sure it's going to be a very fitting tribute for the great Shane Warne, no doubt about that. Uh, hey, Menas, uh, last night, great win for the Aussies over in Pakistan. Uh, they were doing it tough with some outs through COVID, but uh, they get the job done in the end by 88 runs. Travis Head was very impressive with that century. Yeah, your boys from the West have unfortunately come down with COVID. Josh Inglis and Ashton Agar have both contracted COVID. So to get their um, participation in this limited over series is going to be affected. But a tremendous win by Australia. Travis had a scorching century to set up um, Australia's total over 300. And then um, some good bowling by our spinners, Zampa Head and Swepson all mm. took, a, took most of the wickets. So, yeah, it was a good team performance when you consider how many of our first-choice players are already back here. Uh, do you think the Aussies will be able to finish off this series? I think there's every chance they will, but it is on a knife edge because there's only, I think, 13 squad players over there. Yeah. So if a few more were to actually get COVID, then they just won't have an 11 to put out there. And I think when it gets to that stage, they'll have to pull out. But until then, I think if there's 11 players, I think they'll actually just roll out and play. Whether it's you know six bowlers and five uh, five batters, I don't think it'll matter. I think they mm. will do their best to finish it because they're over there. But um, I know there's extra precautions now um, within the team groups to try and keep separated because as you can imagine, Agar and Inglis were around the team. Um, Marcus Harris who left Pakistan, but he's he's been tested positive on arrival back in Australia. So yeah. Um, I think they'll make every intention to finish it, though. Uh, man, as we haven't had you on since the Aussies won the test portion of the series, the Aussies coming away with the win 
in the end. The first couple probably bought us a fair bit, but great to get the result in the end. Yeah, it was Australia winning a war of attrition, and <laughs> it was it was quite exciting. The fact that the series went went down right into that last afternoon. I mean, my main thought was that I, that I thought Cummins was very brave in his declaration, setting Pakistan three fifty in the fourth innings after the two matches before Pakistan had looked very untroubled batting at the end of test matches. So very good captaincy to dangle the carrot and then get the win. I think certainly helped because. Pakistan did make an attempt to chase it. And uh, just a terrific win. Nathan Lyon getting five wickets on that last day. I think he's had five attempts in the last few years, going back to England in 2019 to bowl Australia to victory on the fifth day. And on none of those occasions has he been able to do it. So for him to finally sort of break that little hoodoo and bowl Australia to victory was exceptional. I, I thought Australia got the rubber the green on the last day. There was a couple of umpiring decisions that were line ball calls that went for Australia and some perplexing um, use of DRS by Pakistan that helped Australia as well. So, yeah, a very exciting win and a great a great start to come and capture. I mean, that was his first real test in Pakistan. England was a bit of a walkover, but he, he stood up to the test over there. Yep, did a great job, did Pat Cummins. Uh, we're speaking with the co-host of the Cricket Unfiltered podcast, Andrew Menzel, here on Sports Drive this afternoon. Uh, hey, Menners, uh, the Aussie women are in action right now. World Cup semi-final in Wellington up against the West Indies. Uh, the Aussies put up a score of three for 305. Alyssa Healy, uh, 129 off of 107. Very impressive knock from her. Uh, currently, the West Indies, 25 overs in, three for 104. So, uh, looking pretty good at this stage in the match. Yeah, they are looking very good. And again, a bit like in the men's one-day international, an electric hundred by Alyssa Healy at the top of the order. Her and Rachel Haynes put on a massive opening partnership. Uh, the West Indies fielding wasn't that great. They dropped a few catches, but Healy and Haynes took full advantage of it. And that score is going to be very hard for the West Indies to chase down. Uh, do you think Perry will be back for the final if the Aussies indeed do go through? I think there's every chance she does. She was pretty close, I think, to making it to the semi-final. So the, the extra few days could mean she gets across the line. Um, poor Perry, you know, she missed the the 20 over, 2020 um, 20 over final against India on that great occasion at the MCG. So she's not having much luck for these big games. And it, it kind of just shows where the Australian women's team at, is at, that, you know, when they lose a superstar like Perry, um, you know, they've got replacements that can do as good, if not a better job in some cases. So, yeah, I hope she's back, though. Mm. Uh, well, speaking of finals, Sheffield Shield final begins tomorrow. Uh, we've got the live ball-by-ball coverage here on 91.3 Sport FM. WA taking on Victoria at the Wacker. A uh, couple of tough losses for the Vicks, but they do get Scotty Boland back into the side. How do you expect this one to play out? Yeah, I um, heard you were asking uh, my co-host Paul Dennett about my cricket commentary when I was on 91.3 a couple of weeks ago. How did I, how did I shape up, Matt? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Menas, I thought you were uh, very good, uh, got excited at the right times and, and just, you know, very informative. So I really enjoyed, uh, enjoyed the call. I appreciate that. Just checking. Uh, look, I, I thought, I think Western Australia going as short price favourites. They've had an incredible season. They've won the Marsh One Day Cup. They've won the 
men's and women's big bash, and now they're on the verge of winning the Sheffield Shield. It could be a season that uh, Western Australia will never forget. I did notice Chris Rogers was playing a few mind games, the fact that Western Australia haven't won the Shield. How many years is it? 20 years now or maybe a bit longer? Yeah, a little bit um, longer than that. I think it's 23 or 24. Yeah, and um, you know, Victoria have won quite a few in recent years, so I wonder if that experience will mean anything in the final. But, look, we saw how devastating Western Australia can be on, on home turf and Joel Paris is in terrific form. We've got the, the ageless Sean Marsh. And, uh, you know, what a fitting tribute it'd be for the late Colin Minson if um, Western Australia could win the Sheffield Shield this mm. season. Mm. Yeah, certainly would. And we certainly do miss Minnow. Uh, Menas, a big thanks to you for joining us here on the program this afternoon. Always a pleasure and all the very best. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it.